Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Crit Hit Wild podcast. I'm your host, Jared, as always, and with me is Brad, Brandon, and Fred. How are you guys doing? Hey, Jared, we're doing good. How are we, Fred? You can speak for everybody. You can take everybody under your wing. I mean, he can speak for me. That's fine. I'll give him that power. (laughs) Jared, we're doing well. How are you doing today? Uh, A little under the weather, but... Uh, we're here. Um, I do apologize for anybody listening. Um, we we are a little bit behind on our usual release, but um, life life kind of happens. So uh, we're we're here though. We're back, uh, ready to talk about some MCP stuff. Um, going into uh, kind of news and announcements. Uh, we've had some exciting stuff kind of come through uh, AMG. They've posted, um, well, we, we've, we've known about the Supergiant and Black Swan kit that's going to be coming out. And we got a silhouette followed by uh, an actual image. I think today is, well, as of recording, so today's Monday. As of today, we, we got an uh, image of Heimdall and uh, Scourge. So, I mean, I think both of the models look pretty good. I really like Heimdall's model. Uh, what do you guys think? Did you guys get a chance to look at him? I really I like did. I'm very happy for Abgard players. Yeah, uh, Heimdall looks really cool. Really cool. I really like the uh, the painting job they did on it as well, getting the rainbow effects on the on the bridge. That's one of the things that I like. I think Asgard... Like, they were one of my earliest loves uh, in MCP, like, kind of, because I, I really like Thor. Um, but they, I think one of the things that I like the most about Asgard is that, like, all their characters have, like, different vibrant collars on them. You got, like, kind of, like, red and gray with Thor. He's got, like, lightning, and then you got, like, a blue cloak on Valkyrie. You got the green of Loki, and then you got these guys coming in. So, I don't know. They're, they're very unique looking, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it looks really cool. I I, I like their whole aesthetic. I did uh, my Loki in purple so that I wouldn't have two green Ab Guardians. That's fair. You know, hell is very green. Uh, I think it'll be good for them if, if you're an Asgard player, which I'll, I'll be interested to see kind of what they, they bring to the faction. I hope that Heimdall gives them some kind of reroll. That's what I hope for. So would be broke with a re-roll. I don't know that he would be broke with a re-roll. He's, right now, he's, like, he's really, really good piece, but if you can't, it just sucks whenever you really need that for Asgard to stagger something, and you just absolutely whiff, so. I'm excited for him. That was one of the factions when I started playing that I really wanted to play, and they, at the time, had four models, so it felt like real... Lame being shoehorned into just like four four ex- relatively expensive models. Yeah, so that didn't help. And then then they were like, "Here's some more models, and they're not cheap either." I mean, I understand they're not going to be cheap, but it'd be it'd be nice to get a couple threes at least. I think, I think it's is, a three and a four. Yeah, I think Scourge is. I don't know. I think Scourge is three and Heimdall's four, but that's what I think too. 
I mean, I just meant in general. After the first four, it would have been nice to get like a three at some point, and then like another three in this pack would have been nice. Instead, we got five, four, and then probably I, I, I'm with you guys. I think it'll be a four and a three. Well, the Warriors three might be three threes when yeah. we get them. Scourge could be four. I don't know. I was kind of looking him over today as um, I'm like a wiki for him, and he's apparently he's pretty strong. They could both so. be fours. It would just, yeah. It would not. That would, that would be a. That'd be rough. Uh, that would hurt. I'm telling you, I, I really hope that they. I, I think that Scourge is probably just going to be. I mean, I hope not. Like, I, I they usually make all the characters pretty unique. I feel like he'll kind of fill, fill a Valkyrie role. I'm not hoping he's like what you want Crossbones to be. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. I'll take that. I'll take that in Asgard. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, right? Like, I feel like that's, like, a perfect, like, give him, like, a throw, give him, like, a damage reduction, and just give him, like, a like a solid, you know, spender and a decent builder, and give him to me for three points with, like, six health and six health. I mean, I'm in. Give me that. Give me, give me. Yep, I'll take it. I hope that. It'd be nice if he had damage reduction. Apparently, he's super durable, so. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, give me yeah. that damage reduction. Maybe he'll give be, like, maybe he'll be, like, a, the premier tanky boy. They don't. They don't really have like. Ah, uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. To make him durable, that. maybe, <laughs> like in a nerd to pain or damage reduction or something. Because Asgard doesn't really have like. I mean, they're tanky via health. They don't really have too much innate. Um, well, Loki's tricky, but. But yeah, I mean, that's pretty neat. Hopefully, it breathes some new life into them. The models look pretty cool, so. Especially, like I said, to Fred's point with all the crystals and stuff, Heimdall looks really, really neat. So, be a lot of cool paint jobs coming out of that model, I'm sure. But uh, oh yeah, I'm excited. I think that is all of the current uh, MCP news that we kind of have. What do you have for us for Cerebro, Brad? Do you have anything? Uh, yeah, since our last episode, I've made some small changes. Um, the biggest one is that you can reorder the tactics and crisis cards just like you could the character cards mm-hmm. um then i optimized the re-rolls for the dice roller a little bit i think we have to completely rework it so it doesn't hang up when you try to re-roll all with eight or more dice um, yeah it's it's rough uh <laughs> try not to use re-roll all out there guys it'll just crash i'll fix it though um another big thing coming up for our listeners they'll get a little heads up for this i may have mentioned this last time but i'm going to add um a way that you can run a game off of the app Um, at least at first it will be just your cards and then i probably will try to once that's working i'll try to add um, you can add your opponent's cards, and if I'm can figure it all out, I might try to do what? a live game with you and your opponent, both running Cerebro and updating your cards live. Oh wow! That yeah, that would be really cool if I can figure it out. But that's spoiler. He has I not a there. mentioned this or b mentioned this to us at all. Either. Yeah, this <laughs> is. Uh, I don't. I don't know where this, this whole. Is... 
I may have mentioned this before it came from, but no. I, I think thought I might this. have mentioned last time that I was starting to work on being able to play a game. You, on have, there. you have never you said anything me, close to that. It's usually just okay. me asking for little things that would make my life easier on Cerebro. It's usually yeah. never anything more than that. So, I, so I mean, this is similar to... So, like, people can kind of think of War Room then, right? Just kind of how you have everything put up. Uh, the, actively... the base... The base will be War Room. I don't think you can both pull up War Room and update and updates live to the other person, can you? You know, honestly, I feel like maybe you could have seen... Ah, no, probably not. I, I don't think so. I can't remember. Yeah, there, was a, there was a Guild Ball app that did that. Maybe that's and what I'm thinking of. Someone told me that maybe there's a Malifaux app that does it. Well, that's really awesome. I hope that uh, I hope that we get to yeah. see the fruits of that labor here soon. Yeah, that's well, awesome. The um, I'm I'm fixing a couple little things, and then I'm going to start really working on the play a game, so you can at least run a full game off your phone. I haven't been, or tablet or whatever. I haven't been shouting out the podcast on social media, but I'm going to definitely shout this one out and say that if you're an active Cerebro user. There's a very exciting announcement in this podcast. And there, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot to make you do this. Oh my goodness! There are we get, over we get three thousand. We give Jared active. one job. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even there, know. There are uh, over three thousand active Cerebro users, and over nine thousand lists. That's really exciting. That's it. Very cool. Your app is hitting the big time. I guess it, your your web page. I'm it's sure, an app. I'm sure that the it's donations good, are coming in right, like crazy, right? The donations. <laughs> Funny, Jared. Uh, Fred, it's a web app. Oh, web one, app. Of the, one of the things I got working today is now if you're on mobile and you haven't installed it to your home screen, a little pop-up comes up and says, hey, you should install this on your home screen. And if you'd like instructions, you can hit a little button and it takes you to a website that tells you how to do that wow that's how it's sure. meant to be run yeah and i've been getting all fancy yeah i've been telling people to do that but now the app tells them to do that so well if uh any uh listeners at home have any questions for cerebro or any kind of suggestions that they'd like to shoot out where can they reach you CerebroMCP at gmail.com. There it is. You know, I should add a contact form to the site, too. Uh, I mean, yeah. I guess it's not too much trouble. No, How much you want to bet much. that that's going to be the announcement for next week? <laughs> yeah. <that> you have successfully <laughs> added the contact. There we go. Boiler! Getting all sorts of new stuff coming on this on this episode. Just wait till when school ends and he has nothing but free time. That's true. I have a period free now because my seniors are gone. Just, just don't. Everyone remember when I say school lets out, he's actually twelve years old. Don't no. let his look. <laughs> uh... All right. Well, uh, moving on to hobby talk. Uh, what have you guys been doing hobby wise? You guys been painting or building anything? I've been printing three I... D models. Thinking about I, uh, I recently I put together Omega Red uh, for a tournament that I participated in 
and uh, I'm I'm questioning that decision. Building him? No, no, just right? including him. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, building him still probably a net positive. Omega Red's solid character. We'll get into that later. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I care for him. I still can't decide. Poison's so good right now. I mean, Poison is good, yeah, but I don't know. He's just... I'll I'll discuss him later. Yeah. But uh, he didn't do what I wanted him to do. He ain't no crossbones. So. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How how in the world did, did anyone not give him an F? I want to talk about that. How, I, why why do we even it. have an F if crossbones isn't an F? I did, Fred. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, he did. He changed his answer. We have the F in place for when we get to Jean Grey. That's what the. Don't specifically <laughs> uh, there for one more. Uh, shots fired, hold on. Um, By the time we get there, she may have an errata. <laughs> True, yeah, that's right. By the time we actually do get to her, maybe they'll have fixed her. Because she's deep in there, isn't she? Uh, yeah, she's yeah. a while. I mean, we're going to have to tear through like... 53. Yeah, we're going to be tearing through like months for the podcast before we get to Jean Grey, but... I mean, if there's no update, though, she's gonna she's gonna fit right there in the bottom. I have been uh, pretty much. I mean, I've I had a pretty long week uh, work week last week, and haven't had a whole lot of time. So the hobby time I have had has gone to painting Brandon's models. So my hobby time has went to selling stuff actually i started organizing last week and realized i have a rather large digimon collection that i don't play um, that i've listed online and then i found a 2ds that i forgot i had that's been listed online and found a lot of magic cards that i um forgot i owned that are worth a significant amount of money that would be better and you know money um, I bought primer to prime some models, um, we'll which see. is we'll see how far yeah. that goes. I, I I made a deal that I would start priming my 40k stuff, so that's uh, going to be the initial priority on the primer. I don't know how much further it's going past priming at this point, but i feel like if i can get them primed that, that i at least have the argument of i'm doing something if you pr even prime models i'll be very proud of you uh, i have also recently purchased primer oh my god look, what is happening look at that uh, look at us uh, being progressive well in my case it's not going to be me who's doing it it is going to be she who tolerates living with me yeah well if Spoiler for everyone listening, I'm the only one that's uh, single in this uh, podcast, so I don't have that luxury. And I now, mean, if only we can get Michael to start painting his stuff. He did, he's painted something. Uh, the stuff Michael, he hasn't painted is, was Purchase off of JB. Yes. <laughs> oh, whoops. And his Gilball stuff painted was painted by his, well, then girlfriend, but now wife. Oh, well, so. my wife painted one of my street lamps. Bang. So there, wow. There's that. Yeah. yeah. My wife is non-existent. So, you know. I'm painting your models. I can be your wife. 
That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll buy you an ultra. Okay. That's fine. Um, Brandon, that that just solidifies my theory. <laughs> my theory is I definitely wouldn't be single if I decided to open that door. I guess would be a way to say that. Maybe Brad can three D print us or three D print us rings. Ooh, <laughs> that'll be... that'll be what we'll be talking about next hobby hobby week. I, I, but I mean, would I have to if we were married? Do I have to pay to have my models painted? Like, do I get like a discount? Like, how's that work? Uh, that's part of his marital duty. I'd say that's what I'm thinking. There you go. Well, then if I'm not getting paid to do it anymore, then I'm not sure if I want to get married. But you'll get a tax <laughs> break, Jared. Okay. Ooh. Oh, well, okay, that makes sense. All right. All right, fair enough. So your wife claims the kids, and then you claim me, and then everybody gets a tax break. It's it's a win 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 win. I don't see yeah. I don't see any losers in this situation. I don't either. And Brad's right in his theory that I would be uh, taken if I was into guys. Yeah. And then Fred just gets to enjoy the the world around him. Every perfectly balanced as all things should be. Okay, we should probably get back to NCP. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can uh, save save mine Brandon's love for future podcasts. Um, it's never fading, so it's always there. So, yeah, that's true. Uh, so uh, Brad and Fred had the privilege of traveling to a tournament that was uh, not too terrible of a drive from where we all kind of play at. So why don't I pass it over to you guys when we talk about our... Um, uh, just kind of games that we've played for this section. Why don't I throw it over to you guys to talk about where you played and kind of how your tournament experience went. Yeah, I'm going to start by just talking about the venue and uh, the people and give some shout-outs. So the, it was hosted at Fabricators Forge, which is a game shop that is a um, hobby club, a game club. So they they take dues. There's a discount. It looked like there's a discount on all their products. And then they had a great space. So um, maybe the cleanest and nicest game store I've ever been in. It, was, had, it was really spectacular. Yeah. Is it uh, cleaner they had, than our, for, our northern brethren? Yes. That's always been the like cleanest store I'd ever been at. Yeah. And it was nicer and bigger too. Even after their move. Uh but in the space we were in, uh, there were I counted this up last night and I can't remember if I like from memory, and I think there were thirteen four by I mean, yeah, four by six tables in that room. So that's basically 26 tables worth of MCP if they really wanted. And that was just the room we were in. They had separate rooms for D and D. Um, and then they had another big room that I just kind of saw as I was walking by, looked like it was filled with card tables. Um, so plenty of space to hold several events all at once. Uh, Bryce hosted 
well, he ran the tournament. And by run the tournament, I mean ran Longshanks because less and less smart Nick and Andrew Savage brought all the terrain and mats. Uh, and maybe the clocks. Someone else brought the clocks, maybe. I don't remember who brought the clocks. Um, a special shout out to Andrew Savage for buying lunch for all of us. Uh, he definitely did not have to do that, but it was much appreciated. The, yeah, that was solid. That was solid of him. Yeah, the organizer bought us lunch. He wasn't the tournament organizer. Okay, the guy who supplies the terrain. (laughs) That's also me. Shut up, Brad. Uh, Brad, use all your mushroom pizza was delicious. Use all your cerebro donation money to buy us lunch. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) I am still in the hole with cerebro, so. I'm not making anybody off the stupid thing. Uh, We had eight people, so exactly enough for three rounds. Um, Fred won the whole thing. That is a lie. That is untrue. (laughs) Uh, Fred was ill-prepared for that uh, moment that happened just now. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Let me think if there's anything else. Oh, all my opponents were great. But we'll get to that. Fred, you go ahead and talk about your games, and then I'll talk about mine. Okay, so um, the uh, the winner of the tournament was Savage. Uh, uh, he he uh, he deserved True. to win. For he bought us pizza. And then won buying the pizza. Yeah, yeah. He bought the bought us pizza and then kicked our asses. He bought. Uh, I played that. against him round one, and his list was very interesting. It was a it was a really cool idea. It was Cabal with Red Skull as the leader, and he went with five bosses. He went with Red Skull, Mystique, with uh, Magneto, and Kingpin, and Miles Morales. And this, uh, this just strange mob worked so well together that it was shocking. I, I had not played against that before. And I was not expecting how good it was. Tell us what you brought, Fred. What was your what was your roster that you brought to the top? Oh, my my, uh, my I was playing Criminal Syndicate, and I'm playing I'm playing around with using the Kingpin and Shadowland Daredevil switch, where I have versatile strategy. And once Kingpin and some of the people start getting flipped over, I versatile strategy. So I can use Shadowland Daredevil's affiliation, which is a pretty nice little trick when you can pull it off. But it's it didn't it didn't carry the day in most of my games today <laughs> in that tournament. Uh, but with those two and with Black Cat and weirdly Winter Soldier and uh, a few others. I did have a couple really nice games, a couple really fun games that I enjoyed greatly. Uh, my my second opponent was Rob. Uh, he was playing Avengers with uh, Hulkbuster and both captains, both captains America, and uh, it was a it was a brutal match because we were playing Gamma with hammers, and it just turned into a slaughter in the middle of the battle. Uh, and I pulled out a 
a wild seven-point swing in the final turn where Shadowland Daredevil knocked down his Winter Soldier, and his Winter Soldier dropped three hammers, and I picked him up and scored the the other gamma point. Wow. That was and and that won me that game, but, and then the third game that I played, I played uh, into less smartnik, and convocation, with Hulk, just basically smeared me across the table. But, it was a it was a real great time. Who are his other? He had convocation, so he had strange Hulk. Who are his other? Uh... Uh, he actually he he didn't have strange on the table. He was playing Clea. Okay. And uh, Doctor Voodoo, uh, and Magic, and one other that I'm blanking on. Who did he make the leader? Uh, Do you know? It was Clea. Nice. Well. Yeah, and it was very it was very effective, especially with Hulk. Uh, and this is where I was questioning my decision to bring Omega Red. Uh, I brought Omega Red in the list just to deal with big bruisers like Hulk and She-Hulk, just to pull them around, just to displace them from where they want to be. Uh, and in the case of Hulk, he just does not work. He, because I'm, what I really want to do is poison this person, poison whoever it is. But as it turns out, Hulk and I, and I bet She-Hulk are both immune to poison. So yep. that doesn't work. And he can ensnare, but then Hulk can Gamma Leap back. So he just doesn't do what I need him to do. I, it's nothing wrong with Omega Red. He's just, he doesn't do what I need him to do. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to figure out what who to replace him with. Uh, I bet Brandon would probably tell you Black Dwarf. I mean that's not a bad choice, uh, except that's that's a completely different play style than what I w- was doing. Didn't we come up with something on the way back, Brad? Yeah, yeah, we landed on Venom, who, oh, who yeah. does the same thing and works better. Just doesn't do the. He's just not in Criminal Syndicate, and that's probably the right choice. I just. I'm not 100% on if that's where I want to land with it. Well, sounds like you had a good time. What about you, Brad? Kind of give us a recap of your game. Uh, Well, I played my X-Men list. And uh, you can listen all about that on Journey Through Limbo, whatever episode I was on. Limbo. Shit. Be quiet. Uh, what episode was I on? <laughs> there are sister podcasts. You can find them in the uh, Crit Hit Wild feed on your audio listening thing. If you're listening to this right now, um, you probably have found it. Uh, I want to tell people the episode. and It's the episode that says, including Brad Moreland. That's Will with Convocation. I think I was on right after him. Yes, uh, episode six, if you want to hear about the list. 
Um, I think Fred's probably going to be on there soon, right, Fred? I am. I'm going to be on there very soon. Okay. I played against Nick first round, and he had Shield and Inhumans mix. And um, I was kind of expecting Shield. He dropped down Inhumans and did some crazy first-turn bullshit that got him ahead, and I never quite recovered from that. Um, and he just kind of stayed ahead of me the whole game. Um, played Mutant Madman, uh, Spider Infected at 18 points. What was the, uh, what was the turn one, Jank? Uh, he got the middle Spider Infected with um, Angela and backed up. That I completely expected. What I didn't expect was the Quicksilver moves twice, grabs my one of my spider infected, and then moves once again backwards. So he moved three times because he kept feeding he fed him a power off of Angela and then he took a power off of someone on his activation. Yep. So he could Pay his two to move long and still pick something up. Yep, seems, seems uh, that good. was annoying. I did. I I believe that's the game. No, it's not. It's not the game where I did that. I came up with some BS later in the tournament that would have helped me out that game. But uh, he got ahead early. He stayed ahead. I think the whole game, and I just couldn't catch up. Uh, second round, I played Bryce, who was running the tournament. We played uh, Struggle for the Cube and Mutant Madman at 18 points. Uh, we At the end of turn one, it was tied like 3-3. And then the next turn, I went big and ended up five points ahead of him. And then he had a big turn and jumped me and ended up a point ahead of me. But the game was swinging back and forth, and it was my turn. And uh, we were far enough up that that's all I needed. So I got my second big turn and won the game because of that. Um, he was playing Avengers, and it was uh, with Steve Rogers. And I can't remember exactly what was in the list, but it was tough. And then my final round was against uh, Josh, who had a list that could play Shield, A-Force, or a third faction, I think. Was that the one that could also play Black Order? No. I don't think anyone had Black Order. Maybe. I don't know. Seems like Shield was super, super popular at that tournament. Well, pretty, yeah, pretty it's a new thing. Yeah. He uh, put down A-Force. And when we were setting up, he had way fewer models than me. I I was like six wide and he was four wide. So he put ended up putting down his models. And then I had like my two remaining models. And his she-Hulk was on one side, so I put those other two models on the other side, meaning that after the first turn of the game, I had one model on the same side as She-Hulk, and I ignored her the whole game. That won me the game. Uh, 
It was Fear Grips World and Mutant Mad Men, 18 points. Uh, now's the time where I point out that we played Mutant Mad Men at 18 points in all three of my games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so I played like... the exact same list all seems, day. Seems like it's getting more and more popular. Like I feel like I see Mutant Mad Men pretty frequently in a lot of rosters. Well, at least two of those games, it was my Mutant Mad Men. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, I so I said I I avoided She Hulk side of the board, so I had my whole list and he had his whole list except for She Hulk on that one side, and um, I love X Men because basically every turn he got one activation. And then I'd use like X23 or Domino or whatever and daze his other two models or whatever that were over there. Mm-hmm. So he only really got one activation a turn. Wow. On that side. Um, now, for three of those turns or whatever, it was Angela that got that activation. So I, it still sucked. <laughs> it was still bad for me. But. Uh, then the very end of the game, uh, Magic lived on one health, teleported, moved, had to clear bleed. And then the next turn, she, between teleports and move, flipped both mutant madmen that were on She-Hulk's side as She-Hulk started to come over to my side after she killed Storm. So Magic is a great scenario piece, people. Player. Wait, no, don't play her. She's overrated. You shut up. I don't she, love her as much. I don't love her as much as Jason, but she is good. She she listened uh, to limbo. limbo. Uh, uh, she used Journey through Limbo on my Juggernaut and put him in a corner, in a way that was very damaging. She almost. She almost single-handedly um, fought. Uh, Captain America and Black Panther in my game against Bryce. That makes sense. She's rolling Mystic. Yeah. Mystic with Pierce. Yep. They don't stand a chance. No, nope, they don't like that. All right. Well, it uh, uh, sounds like you guys. Fred, Fred, oh, Fred. Sorry. Before we oh. move on, who is MVP for your, for your list for the day? Uh, my MVP was definitely Shadowland Daredevil. Uh, I mean, he just that makes sense. He, he did he just did so much every game. He was so useful. He's he's a great piece. He is so good. How about you, Brad? Who was your MVP? X twenty three. Yep, that makes sense. Big, big shocker. <laughs> big shocker. Absolutely busting model. Look at these good. Look at these good models doing work when they're supposed to do work. Yep. The, uh, there's one more short little anecdote I want to say about the tournament, and that is that I got to use Usurp the Throne on Hulkbuster, and that just felt really good. I'm sure it did. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, it sounds like you guys had a good time. Uh, why don't you shout out the venue just one more time so, so people know where you're talking about. It's Fabricator's Forge, and it's um, up near... Uh, Pittsburgh. That's the name of that town. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh Pennsylvania. Yes. Yeah. As if there's any other Pittsburgh. All right. Well, we're going to take a 
brief break really quick, and when we come back, we are going to get into character reviews, so stay tuned. Alright, welcome back uh, to the Crit Hit Wild character review. So, I'm Jared, joined with uh, Brad, Brandon, and Fred. Uh, so, if you are watching us on YouTube, which we upload these two uh, pretty regularly, regularly, um, do know that we have a full-length podcast. Um, we have quite a bit that we kind of talk about and bullshit uh, prior to the character review, so... If you're watching the character on YouTube and you want to hear just us ramble and our hot take musings and everything else, uh, feel free to find us pretty much anywhere that you can listen to any kind of podcast. So Google, uh, Apple, Spotify. Um, you can find us on there and just look us up under Crit Hit Wild. And uh, yeah, come listen to the full thing and hang out with us. But um, we are going to be covering... Uh, Baron Zemo today, so just to kind of recap, when we are looking at these characters, we are comparing their stats to their threat value, their overall kit, uh, how they do an affiliation, and then what their splash ability is, and then we rank them S through F. So today we are talking about Baron Zemo, aka Helmet. Helmet Zemo? Is that correct, Brad? Yeah. Helmet. Helmet. Uh, and while I'm talking, uh, if you do want to listen to the full cast and you're on YouTube, there is a link to our anchor, who's our host, website in the description. And it has links to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere else. There you go. So uh, I do believe that Baron Zemo wraps up the last of the core set characters. Uh that we've reviewed so far so uh, feel free to check out any of our previous podcasts if you want to see where we kind of put other people here are terrible terrible takes on them um if you want to uh request a i mean we're probably going to go in cp order but if there's a particular character you want to hear about because we always go over the character as well as kind of give comic book recommendations if there's any character that you guys want to hear now that we're done with the core set Feel free to reach out to us at crithitwild at gmail.com and uh, let us know if there's anything you want us to cover. But or leave a comment below on the video. Or leave a comment below on the video. Yeah. We, we're People usually... who listen to the whole cast are now going to request Jean Grey. Uh, please do. <laughs> let's let's get her out. Let's get her in there before they, they do errata her. Talk about what a dumpster fire she is. Uh, Alright, so looking at Baron Zemo, a.k.a. Helmet Zemo, I'm not going to bleed his entire uh, cart. Well, I don't know, I probably will actually end up bleeding through because he's got a lot of good stuff. Um, but he is a uh, pretty pretty good 3-threat, uh, size 2, long mover with 5 stamina. He has a 3-3-4 three, three, uh, defensive stat line, which we can kind of go over in a second. He has your standard uh, physical range 2 5 dice builder with a wild bleed attached to it. He has a range 3 uh, 2 power cost uh, steel rush attack, which gives him an, uh, a medium advance after the attack is resolved. Again, with a wild bleed attached. He has a 2 power charge. He has a uh, 2 power counter strike. Um, so his is within 3. You roll 4 dice, 1 damage for each crit, crit wild rolled. He has a uh, two-power reactive master swordsman. This is a really good ability. When he is the target of a physical attack, or he targets a character with a physical attack, 
uh, you can use it if the enemy is within two. You can reroll any number of attack or defense dice. Uh, a really, really crazy ability. And then he has a passive ability, Strategic Genius. And he, him and anyone within two can reroll one die in attack or defense. Um, going over to his injured side, he is exactly the same. So, Baron Zemo. I mean, he he's incredible. Just going over his card, if you've played him. I mean, I think he is uh, very, in my opinion, very clearly up there as one of the best, I would say top three, uh, three threats in the game. Like, he's just absolutely uh, stellar. I mean, th just the sheer amount of utility that you can get out of him. The, uh, having, he helps you just by doing nothing and standing next to your people, if that's what you want to use him for. He's... And he has long move. He has so much movement shenanigans aside from that. With charge, you could, in theory, charge, if you had enough power to do it, you could charge with a steel rush, take out a model, do a medium move afterwards, and then do another steel rush and take out another model. Yep. I mean, the, not only is he utility, he's got table presence he's great he's I mean, great he can do a little bit of everything the, the mobility is is a pretty big factor for him uh he only had like he has a standard 334 stat line with only five stam but really when you factor in uh his just innate one die roll, it's more in line with like four fours or uh, fours across the board um but i can't state enough like the value of a charge and master swordsman attack five dice with reroll any number followed by an additional reroll like he can just be an absolute murder machine uh, i don't know he's just he's i love him i love him to death i i'll kind of pass it over to brad brand and kind of let you guys talk about him but i mean he's just everything about oh, his kid fred, is, is fred incredible already fred already talked about him i was giving you guys the floor Do you want to go, Brad, or you want me to go? I'll go. Right. Um, if you're the type of player who, after X-23 came out, you like playing X-23, play Baron Zemo. They are not exactly the same character, but they've got a lot of good overlap and have small differences that make them interesting. Um, and you know what? Play them together. I mean, yeah. yeah, they work well together. <laughs> I mean, the, the reroll bubble, um, like that's the first thing I think about when I think about them. But Counter Strike is so useful. Besides all the movement stuff that Fred and Jared have already talked about, Counter Strike is great. Just getting free damage on people—they uh, don't even get to defend. It's great. What do you think, Brandon? Are you are you high on Zemo? So I think the big thing that uh, hasn't been mentioned, um, and it's something I feel like I stress the most when we do these character reviews, is this model does not need anything else, anyone else, to be in a specific affiliation. It doesn't need a specific leader. It doesn't need any kind of tactics card. Like, Baron ah. Zemo is phenomenal. Just 
on his card. Like he makes any team he's on better than it was probably without him. He is, yeah. Uh, he's incredibly self sufficient. He has every all the tools he needs on his card. Exactly. And like and that's like a big thing. And if you if you've been watching this for a while, that's what that's a big stressor of mine is just like oh, well, he needs to be in a good leadership or they need this tactics card or they work really well with these people. Like, Baron Zima works well with everyone. Like, you are always rolling dice. Like, even if you're playing, like, I play a very heavy... um, When I play Criminal Syndicate, my kingpin list is very stout. Like, I'm not trying to roll a lot of attack dice, but this allows you to reroll defense dice. So like that just helps on that. Like no matter what what you're doing, you can put him in, and it's just going to benefit you. Um, and it, I'm not saying it's the best option, but it's never it's never the worst option, and it's probably at worst a top five option for any affiliation if you're picking an out of affiliation like three point model. Yep. Um, if you're playing Cabal and you don't have Baron Zemo in your list, you've done something wrong. Uh, I think that's just, I would probably argue that's a flat out fact that if you make a cabal list and you don't put them in there, you've probably messed up somewhere or, um, yours got chewed up or eaten by a dog. Uh, like I, I, I can't think of a reason why you would play a cabal list without him. Um, that being his only affiliation. I mean, other than that, I mean, he, like I said, he's rolling five dice. He gets a reroll, um, six dice gets a reroll and reroll all for two power. Right. What's his um? What's his stamina? Uh, he's got ten stam for three threat. How does that compare to yeah. other three threats? Do you know? Um, it's actually it it's roughly on par. Um, it's like a, a little in the middle. It's not the top end. There are some. I want to believe the there's a decent amount of twelve power, uh, three threats. You mean but... 12, 12 stam. Yeah, 12 stamp. Um, but as far as there are five five is pretty that was that was originally like very, very consistent early on in the game. Um Black Cat is one. Usually if you have it seems like the five five is reserved for all the models that have like a second ability. Well he's uh, so talking about stats to threat value, like it looks very middling. Um, if not on the lower end, the long move is nice. But when you compare it to the others, but you factor in strategic genius as well as master swordsman, that drastically bumps up his survivability. Yeah. So I think that stats to threat, he's actually a little bit more in the upper tier. Yeah, and the 5-5 the five five is very much like the ones that are above 5-5, five five, um, like Baron Mordo, I think is 6-5, uh, Beast is 6-5 have a low defense yeah but they so, have low defense no reroll well exactly. Beast has rerolls, but... uh and then you have crossbones who's six five um drax i believe is six six um six six with damage reduction i think so that's actually pretty good yeah and then you have a lot of the a lot of the five fives um hood is five five yeah he always think hood's got a six somewhere but he doesn't um and then you have Lizard, also, I want to say, I think he's 6 well, he's five a, well. He's the tankiest boy in the game. For he's 6'5 so. and has a reduced anti-healing. Anti-healing, <laughs> And then but, Luke Cage is 6'5. Yeah, 6'5 is pretty common. But again, 5'5 is right there in line. Like, that's probably the average is probably like 5'5 
5.25 and 5. Um, so he's, he's definitely not on the lower end. And most of the six health characters have a defense like destruction. Like there's something like uh, Brad will tell you how fun Beast is playing into energy attacks. Uh, Winter Soldier's one that's a 6 5, but again, he's got the Mystic. Uh, I think they all, I don't think there's like a 6 6 or even a 6 5 that's got threes across the board. I think all of them that have that 6 5. Luke Cage is 4 3 3, so six, Luke Cage has probably got the best, but again, he's kind of like Lizard. Like they're, they're just tanks. Like yeah. they're kind of in a different, but they also don't do much else besides just tank luke cage does a lot luke cage i feel like is massively yeah. underrated in this game but that's neither here nor there i don't think he's uh, underrated i think a lot of people probably take him yeah but I, so that's the kit he's doing pretty well for himself a little bit and maybe the upper upper middle tier um his kit i think all of us can agree that every piece of text on his kit is just stellar he has an amazing spender he has amazing superpowers uh to brandon's point what he was saying in affiliation cabal like he just excels he excels if you're taking him in rescal he excels if you're taking him in sin like he just excels all around uh splash ability i think that he he can go anywhere i think that you can probably plug him anywhere as an unaffiliated three and he's fine what do you guys rate him as far as splash ability i think you guys rate him pretty high uh, I mean, he's he's like a what are what's the rating scale for splash ability? Is it a number scale? He's a ten. He's a ten on splash. <laughs> I guess we I mean, don't uh, have a scale, but we can we can give these things. We can give a number scale for our four criteria when we do the letter because that makes no sense. Then why not? I give him a gentleman's ninety-nine out of a hundred on splash ability, yeah, and uh, the uh, I I think that there he helps any list that he comes in. And he doesn't need help to do it. Like he, do, anything that, any affiliation bonus that he gets is just gravy. Yep. It's just gravy. What about you, Brad? You probably splash him around. I think I've seen you splash him around quite a bit, right? Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's basically what Fred said, and, and then he's jumping on what other people said earlier. He doesn't need help. He helps other people. That's the kind of model that's perfect to splash. Yeah, I think I don't I don't think you splashing him is ever the wrong decision. It might not be the best decision every time, but I don't think it's ever wrong. Like, like I think I the think worst you, place you can put him is probably like Web Warriors. Like I don't think that they probably need Zemo. They don't need him, but if you take him, it's fine. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like at at worst, in any affiliation, taking Zemo is okay. Can you imagine okay. the Web Warriors rerolling another defense die? Yeah, I'm that, less that's concerned. Just about, sucks. I, I mean, I yeah. If he's standing near people, yeah, I'm almost more concerned about him going somewhere by himself and then being able to reroll skulls. Like, oh yeah, that seems more terrifying to me on him rerolling skulls and uh, maybe yeah. some of them, but. Like I said, yeah. he's. I don't think he's ever the wrong choice. He might not. Like I said, he might not be always your best choice. Like, like for Criminal Syndicate, if you're taking him over Lizard and you're playing Kingpin, it might be wrong. It might not be yeah. the best choice, but like he's obvious. It's like, but you're like, oh, I can do like. It's not like it's a bad choice. You just kind of are playing a different, like a slightly different game plan. 
Hey, so, so like, earlier in this podcast, uh, I was discussing about who to replace in my list, uh, who the place that's currently held by Omega Red. I don't think that Zemo's a bad choice. I think that if you're wanting to choose violence and go the Shadowland Daredevil route, he's an excellent choice. Like, I think that yeah. you, you I probably really want him as your unaffiliated three in Shadowland Daredevil specifically. So I think I would agree with that, especially because I think Fred likes that style more than the Kingpin style. The Fred always wakes up and chooses violence best because he's such a happy guy in this normal day. Honestly, and I was actually going to recommend that to Fred at a later time, but I think uh, I think there's a pretty decent Shadowlands, Daredevil, um, Spider Foes list that can be coming up and i think zemo fits in that perfectly i think there's a there's a might be a minor spoiler to the end of this podcast well uh why don't we get on to rating baron zemo then uh i'll start i've been excited to talk about him forever i mean i put this guy everywhere i've i played him in cabal in the early days of mcp i've I played him in Dark Dimension. I played him in X Force. I, I put him in lots of rosters. Uh, Baron I'm only gonna... agreed to do this so he could raid Z- Baron Zemo. That's he true. actually I, had no desire to I, do the course. I'm actually like done with the podcast after this episode. I just wanted to get to Zemo and then I'm out. Yeah, he's, he's leaving it. <laughs> yeah. uh, S. I'm giving Zemo an S. I think that he is again a. I'm not going to say he's the best, but. I think he's top three. Just three threats. Just for our listeners, we're not doing S minus or S plus. It's just flat S, right? That's what we agreed uh, on. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, if they make it into the S or they make it into the F, we don't need to dick around with the plus or minuses. They're they're either god tier or they're absolute dog shit trash. We don't need to. <laughs> we don't need to like comb through the layers of shit that a model is. This we yeah, just we're it. not gonna. I mean, we can argue if Jean Grey's like a solid poo or like a steamy poo or like a like a diarrhea, but that's the only one, and that's just to get under Brad's skin. So. <laughs> I don't know that I'll that get under Brad's skin. I think that he's. I would love to argue with you, but <laughs> that's the thing is he's gonna be real quiet during that one. Just for the record, like he's gonna be real quiet because it's not gonna be good. It's not gonna be fun for him. The it's whole time we're trashing, or he's just gonna have a drink. He's pouring out to the side. This one goes out yeah. to Gene. Yeah, I'm gonna give he's him. He's gonna be muted, screaming Gene, Gene. like the card. <laughs> Gene. Even that card sucks. I'm. I'm nah, gonna give. I'll just overexert myself and pass out. <laughs> I'll wake up once it's over. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm giving uh, I'm giving Zemo an S. I, since we're talking about you, Brad, I'll pass it over to you. Where do you where do you rank Zemo? I don't think he's quite S. I'm reserving S for the models that are either broken or close to broken, and I don't think he's broken. I think he's strong. I'll give him a solid A. I might even be talking to an A plus. I'm going A. All right, Fred. He's very, very good, very splashable, but not broken. Where are you at, Fred? Uh, I think that I agree with Brad that he is an A plus. Like I'm, I'm giving him an A plus. Uh, I think I agree with Brad, but I'm giving him a completely different score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that he, uh, he's great, and everything on him is great and useful. 
he he he's just I don't think he's broken. He doesn't feel broken. Good. Okay. He's just great. All right, Brandon, what do you got? All right, the uh, sales pitch. Like I said, the biggest things I like to look at um, how they fit in their affiliation. Um, how they fit out of affiliation and do they need anything um, he checks all those boxes he's the best model Cabal has um, I'm not going to argue that I think that's just I think that's just factious I don't I'm not going to even pretend to I'm not going to entertain other models in that affiliation I don't think they're any better than him um, in that affiliation because there is a model that's affiliated in that affiliation that shouldn't be that is arguable but uh as far as other things, again, I don't think you're ever necessarily wrong if you have him in your roster. Um, I'm real leading like I'm going to upsell here and end up with um, Jared. However, I did make like a personal pack with myself that uh, the S-tier models would only be the models I believe are the top five in the game. Um, and I think he's like six or seven. Um, just... And it's not really to any fault of his own because I would never have any problem arguing that he's the best three threat in the game. Um, I do think there's one other three threat that might be better than him. Um, again, I have him very high. I have him as A plus. I, I would even be willing to give him an A plus plus. Right. Um, yeah, that's I, like I said, I, I did a personal pack to only have him in the top five, and like I said, he falls at honestly probably six, maybe seven. So. But that's uh, and then that's my style. If you think X twenty three is better, you should say that because we did already review her. I think X twenty three is great. I don't think she's better than Baron. Okay, Z. I was just saying uh, if it was her, you need to just say it and not uh, tease us because. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, I wouldn't do that. The other does, um, she, does she carry a whip? Is that the character? The other three about? point. The other three point model has the same stamina and the same movement. So. Uh, oh, yeah. duh. I yeah. know who it is. Yeah, she's, this one she's good. Just lets you... She's ass. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's the oh, he, she's the only yeah. three point model, and then the only cabal model that I think you can even argue is better than him is Magneto. That's fair. That's and that's Magneto true. also probably shouldn't be in cabal, but that's but they, you, that. you can't really compare them at that point because you're looking at a three threat, six threat. Magneto just, yeah, is I, insane. So I don't think yeah, and that's the thing I don't think they're and I think that's and honestly that's what. Berenzino being a three threats really what uh, keeps him out of that S tier because all the S tier models um, probably can win a game borderline by themselves. Um, and I think Zemo, Zemo, he's like Mariano Rivera. Uh, this is my sports analogy that no one here is really going to understand. But like, you're the talking greatest, to the wrong people. Yeah, the greatest closer of all time. Like, you never feel bad about having him. But like, if you don't, if you don't have the team to get to him. It's he's just not gonna he's not gonna carry you the whole way. That uh, is like but, the, I think that's like actually one negative about Baron Zemo is that when you put him down on the table, unless you have something else to really draw the attraction like off of him, yeah. p- people will fuck him up because of what he like of the rerolls and what he can do. Like and he, that's where the game's at. How long it's been out? Like the yeah. world knows. Like yeah. we know about he, Baron Zemo. He has the reputation. Yeah. yeah, it's not yeah, it's, it's just, not a secret. Everyone knows. Yeah. Yeah, we know what Berenzino is going to do. So. Yep. All right, well. We're not, not going to let it happen. Do, um, 
So uh, we usually kind of suggest little sample uh, beginner rosters where you can kind of start if you want to include this character. I believe that uh, everyone on the cast has uh, something a little bit more unique. So uh, we're coming up on time here pretty pretty soon for the podcast. So why don't you guys just quickly kind of give us a rundown of um, some sample rosters for people if they want to try out Zemo. Uh, we'll start with you, Brandon. Oh, sorry for me. I was off screen. Um, all right, so my big thing is I, I try to pick something a little oddball that I know I don't think these guys are picking. I know I don't think Brad's, Brad's not picking it. I don't think Jared's picking it. I might be stealing Fred's Thunder, but I the list I put together is kind of a hybrid with uh, Criminal Syndicate and Spider-Foes um, with the core of Green Goblin um venom carnage um craven and then having shadowland daredevil not playing kingpin um and just kind of playing that hyper hyper kind of killy list like honestly all the spider foes i think uh there's besides kingpin are in the list so all i think there's seven right um then shadowland daredevil bullseye and um killmonger would round out the uh the list there for your 10 um spider foes really likes re-rolls they really love that re-roll um they they can deal with the long they like having the long mover they like some movement shenanigans everyone on the everyone that you really want to play with them really benefits from that uh and just try to kill stuff and i think he is a perfect addition to a spider foes roster if that is your affiliation of choice i actually would tell you you're wrong if you're not playing him in that list. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm a pretty nice guy. I would never tell you that. But yeah, if you're playing Spider Foes, play some Baron Zima. Get him in there. Get some rerolls with, especially Venom and Carnage with rerolls. Oh boy, it's a good time. All right. Well. Uh... Yeah, I left everyone speechless there, Fred. I, I was actually, I was actually on mute. I was actually getting ready to hand it over to Fred to see if you actually had stolen his thunder. So, uh, so uh, I hadn't thought that far ahead, but I gotta tell you that I want to play that list now. What well, you just I, said, Brandon. Yeah, I, I've I got a list for you that I've been wanting to send to you. I've been working on it this week, and I've been want, I wanted to reveal it here, but I, I'll send it to you after this because I think you'd really, you'd really enjoy it. It's it, you've definitely piqued my interest. I I am very interested. Uh, what I had, uh, I had uh, just him with Shadowlands Daredevil, and he uh, anyone that he's near gets to re-roll two things, and that including one skull if if the opponent is contesting or holding an objective, and that is that just feels great with Achilles list, Killmonger next to this. Uh, assume he has one kill count token and he's going to have another kill count token very soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It comes quick. I think that's... I I can't really add any more. That's what I've got. All right, sounds good. What about you, Brad? What you got? Uh, I have the the great old tech that is new again in my life of play Baron Zemo with X Force. Yep. So my one. core 
is, of course, Cable, Baron Zemo, because nothing's better for Baron Zemo than yet another reroll. And he gives everyone else rerolls that they shouldn't have. Uh, the new new tech in that in this core is Winter Soldier. Uh, I like playing Winter Soldier with X Force, and then of course X twenty three Honey Badger, uh, Domino, and then you can kind of take it anywhere from there. That's my core: Domino, X twenty three Winter um, Honey Badger, Winter Soldier, all in faction. Baron Zemo as the first model I grab outside of faction. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Very killy. That's it. That's the core. All right. Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, just get to mommy. Start to <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> I mean, Baron Zemo literally has nothing but two power attacks and superpowers. So every turn, you're going to be able to get a guaranteed still rush, get a guaranteed Master Swordsman, Counter-Strike. Yeah, just buy a uh, corset, buy Dormammu box, season to taste, you're good to go. And you can use uh, Dark, uh, not Dark Empowerment, what's the... Dark Restoration. Dark Restoration on Baron Zemo. So, is I would say take, wonderful. yeah, I would say take Blind Obsession. Uh, Blind Obsession on Baron Zemo gives you seven dice for your any number attacks against uh, whoever you want to hit. He can really punch above his weight class with that. Um... After that, you'll probably have the power to Master Swordsman again and still rush. And uh, after your Baron Zemo dies because he's rolling less defense dice, the Blind Obsession token will come off the board when you use Dark Restoration on him because the token came off the board. He is no longer fixated on a character. So, yeah, you lose all the negatives. You gain all the positives. So, good stuff. Well, uh, I think that kind of f- finishes up our character review for this week. Uh, so we're going to have a comic recommendation out of Brad. So what do you have for us this week for Baron Zemo? Okay, I've not actually read a lot of Baron Zemo comics. Uh, but I found some that uh, seem interesting. The first one is... I think the second appearance of this Baron Zemo, it's Captain America 275 to 278. It's J.M. DeMattis and Mike Zeck. Uh, I saw a tweet the other day where someone's like, you can't pick up any random 90s comics uh, and probably 80s too, but they said 90s without getting an underrated gem by J.M. DeMattis. And he has come up so much in my recommendations. So I guess the moral of the story is read more J.M. DeMattis comics readers. <laughs> but uh, Baron Zemo in his, this Baron Zemo helmet and his first appearance uh, wore this stupid costume and went by the name Phoenix. No, not Jean Grey. This is before that. Um, and at the end of that comic, he gets dumped in a vat of acid. Well, he's back, and now he's wearing a mask because he went into a vat of acid. And so he's what we now expect with the bomber jacket and the purple mask and all that. Uh, And this is where you start seeing the Zemo that we all know, and I don't know if we love or hate him, but he is a Nazi. If he's dancing Uh, like he does in uh, Falcon Wear Soldier, then we love him. We do. 
Well, that that version is not a Nazi. So the uh, I do have a question uh, for you. Just do we ever see his like actual face? Has that ever been? I don't know the answer to that question. I've always been kind of curious on that, and I didn't. I meant to ask you before so you'd have an answer, but here I am putting you on the spot with. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I would not be surprised either way. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of was my theory. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other recommendation I have for today is called uh, Zemo Born Better. It's by Fabian Nicieza, uh, Tom Grummet, and Gary Erskine. Uh, Helmet, who is the 13th Baron Zemo. Uh, goes on a tri- time travel adventure where he runs into most of his family tree. So the other 12 Baron Zemos. Uh, that one sounded like fun. And I know Fabian is a great storyteller. His stories are a lot of fun. So I bet those are going to be good. You seek them out. All right. So as always, these are all on Marvel Unlimited. I think all the recommendations yeah. have been so yeah. far. So. Uh, if, yeah, if you guys are interested in checking out more with Baron Zemo in it, be sure to give those comics a read. And uh, that'll wrap us up for this week. So uh, with that, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, be sure to tune in next week as we cover, I think it's, is it Wakanda? Oh, no, no, it's Hulk, or, Hulk and MODOK are the next CP releases. Yeah. Unless we get character cards for Super yeah. Giant or Black yeah. Swan or Hulk um, and I I wouldn't be surprised if we got a character card. I think we will. I don't be, know. We're, we're either gonna we might not get one before we do our next recording. That's true. But uh, after that, we're either gonna get another character card, a character card, or another silhouette. Nah, they've already done two silhouettes and then two packs, right? And they're averaging about two per month. That's so true. We should be getting cards soon. If we don't get cards, we're going to riot. I need to know what... Actually, I need to know what all these models do. Because they all intrigue me. Yeah. So. Uh, I'm more interested more in the Black Order. I mean, I am too, but... I'm... I'm very. I'm. I'm. I've really wanted to play as Guardians for a long time, so I'm. I'm very into that. And you guys can. You guys will just kill me with Black Order, regardless of what I decide to play. So. I mean, I'm gonna try out the As Guardians because, like I said, first love. So, I'm even looking at my Thor right now. Huh. Hello, buddy. All right, that's it for this week. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next one. And until then, have good games. Have, have good all games. the. Have all the good games. <laughs>